Okay, Ivy, here we are for the second time. Let's talk faith and justice. So it's not Lent when we're recording this, but it will be Ash Wednesday when we upload it. So we're going to talk sort of in both of those spheres, the it's here and anticipation of Lent. So we thought, again, as we're feeling out this new format of a podcast of some different topics that would be something we could speak to personally and also maybe offer a little insight and movement towards um, growth for the community. So Lent is something that most Christians have some experience or connection to, but maybe a lot of us, and I'm definitely putting myself in that bucket, don't know a ton about the history. So this is not going to be a history lesson as much as I would love to do that. Maybe I will have a sub podcast where like there's history lessons because I love history generally and Christian history specifically, but I'm by no means an expert, definitely a student of that. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about Lent, a little bit about where it came from and our own experiences with Lent, and then a little bit about uh, the way we see BFJN sort of coming into this mix of Lent in this 2023 season. I'm still not used to saying 2023. It still feels weird. Yeah, and here we are, mid-February. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Lent, really quickly, is a primer, is a 40-day period before Easter. So basically, Ash Wednesday starts it. Well, and then you can also look to, what is it? It's Fat Tuesday. I think it's Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday. It's like, we won't count that because they're the whole Um But so it goes from Ash Wednesday to Easter, and it's a 40-day period. And I think historically, the 40-day period has been a significant time period in the Bible. I think Lent maybe pulls specifically around Jesus's experience in the desert of 40 days. Um, So that's the 40 days. And again, I think historically Lent has been where Advent is the season of joyful anticipation. Lent is more a season of um, somber reflection. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe an appropriate phrase. And so Christians have used it for that. Looking back at the history briefly, it looks like it's been around the church since about 400, um, 400 AD. And I think if you're part of a liturgical tradition, you're more used to Lent and you probably have specific practices that your church participates in around Lent. And it's not like this individual grab bag thing, which is how I've historically experienced Lent. So we would love to hear from people and maybe through the podcast throughout these next 40 days of Lent, we can be in conversation with some people who have maybe more personal and faith-based tradition experience with Lent, but we're going to share a little bit about ourselves today and how we understand and experience Lent and how we anticipate experiencing it this season. Does that feel like a good frame, Ivy? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you know, Lent being more of a somber, you know, season versus Advent season. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I came to understand more so recently of, you know, Ash Wednesday and, you know, ashes in the Bible and different, you know, scriptural contexts providing that, you know, it's a time of repentance and, you know, thinking of our sins and what we are, you know, fasting from the temptations, you know, of the world and things like that. And so, um, you know, growing up, I, I grew up Catholic. Um, and so I was very, you know, involved in, in church as a, as a child. Um, but I didn't always understand, you know, the full concepts, um, as I do now, but I certainly do remember, you know, on Ash Wednesday, going to church service on that day, and you know, getting my ashes and things like that. But I didn't, you know, understand the, the, repentance aspects, the changing of heart and really the concepts um, that I do today. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good thought too. I think to me, as someone who grew up fairly firmly outside of most liturgical traditions in um, Christianity, I think sometimes I romanticize them a little bit and think, oh, you know, this is this is great and this is perfect. But I think it has to we have to hold those two things right, like a, a liturgical tradition where like a child can grow up and know all of the steps to take, but also can understand the significance behind them. I think um, a lot of faiths really do that well. A lot of Christian faith traditions do it well, too. It's not to say that it can't happen, but that not to glorify one or for the other, I guess, um, right. is probably pretty important. Um, so yeah, so for me, as I've alluded to, I did not grow up, I grew up in a, a non-denominational evangelical church, so I didn't even know what Lent was. I didn't know what Advent was either, to be honest. Like, we didn't talk about it in those terms, um, and there really was no anticipatory um, time. So there was no Ash Wednesday. Again, I didn't know what that was. Good Friday is, and and Maundy Thursday are kind of the the only like anticipatory moments before Easter. And so I think maybe as a high schooler and a college student, I started to like understand Lent. I grew up in Massachusetts. So most people around me were Catholic. So I did like kind of know that this is something other people did, but I really legitimately didn't connect it to Christianity. It was like Catholic, which was a separate thing for me at the time, which is maybe a whole other podcast, like Catholic prejudices within Massachusetts. Um, but anyway, but then I guess I sort of started thinking, oh, people fast things. That seemed cool to me as like a young Christian. Like, let me give something up to like sort of draw me closer to God or to to understand my own limitations and where I'm maybe creating idols. And so I started practicing Lent very piecemeal and very outside of community too. Like it wasn't like something that people at my church were doing, or even when I was at a, um, a Christian college, like it's not something that was happening there. So it was very individual, which I think is also not maybe the way Lent is meant to be experienced. And maybe it's not the way Christianity is meant to be experienced, but um, yeah, so that's mostly until probably I started at BFJN when I really became more aware of the beautiful diversity of the Christian community and the different ways in which people draw close to Jesus and how Lent is an opportunity for that. And it um, is again, such a beautiful tradition that I is one I'm still learning about and, and, you know, coming to understand, but it's definitely been since I've been at BFJN that it's been more of a communal Christian practice for me. Yeah. And like you said, you know, a, a communal Christian practice. And I think that's what I also really appreciate today about Lent as well. Um, you know, having times of, you know, fasting and the devotions that will, you know, get into um, during this season. But, you know, if I go back to my upbringing, you know, I remember on, you know, Good Friday and Ash Wednesday, we would, you know, typically fast. Um, and then on Fridays, we didn't eat meat. And for me as a, as a child, um, I guess it was the Fridays that I kind of looked forward to, which may sound weird, but uh, my mom did never ate like seafood. She was not a seafood person. So, you know, that was an option that we had on those Fridays um, or, you know, having breakfast for dinner because that was easy. You know, she'd pick pancakes <laughs> for dinner. So that was fun as a child. But like you said, understanding the the concepts behind what was doing versus, you know, for me, at least I was, you know, kind of just going through the motions because it was what I was, you know, told to do or what we were doing in the, in the church. Um, but now, you know, as I've grown so much deeper in my faith as a, you know, Christian woman, 
I think that time of intentionality and the closeness that I am able to feel towards God and to also, um, you know, those within the church community and not just the church in in the walls, but the, you know, the larger church and the kingdom um, during that time, I, I really appreciate because I, you know, at times would fast like, oh, I'm going to fast from soda. And, you know, that's something that's not, you know, that big of a, of a sacrifice, at least for me. Um, but now, you know, being more intentional of, you know, fasting from social media or, uh, you know, certain things that are more of a temptation or that can take away from my time with God. Um, and so I really appreciate the closeness, like I said, um, but just that, that quiet in the relationship, um, that you have with God during that time is something that I also, uh, want to be more intentional of creating, not just in the lentil season, but throughout the calendar year. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And thinking about when you said um, giving up soda, that's definitely something I have done on in Lent. And let me tell you, it is hard for me, but it's just this, the why behind it, which again is why I'm still um, just learning from brothers and sisters who this has been a lifelong practice for them because part of me is like, oh, I'm giving something up that's Lent, but just this idea of what's what's drawing me close to Jesus and also what's helping me to walk in in anticipation of the death and resurrection of Jesus and like how to use that not as like an opportunity to like be healthier or whatever, like do that, like that's great. Um, there's nothing wrong with those things and maybe giving up soda is a spiritual practice for someone, it certainly could be. But I think for me, the giving up was just like, oh, look, I'm doing something Um, like this is me participating without, you know, and then I guess it's as we grow, like we're able to go deeper or understand in a new way, a new perspective. So that's where I feel like I'm coming into Lent in a different in a different way um, than I have maybe in years past. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, you mentioned like, you know, it's not just a time to get healthy or, you know, and it, and it certain, certainly could be, you know, if you have, you know, different practices that you understand, like, you know, where am I putting my time and my efforts is me and, and I'm speaking for myself, like indulging in, you know, dairy or bread or certain things like that, uh, you know, just allowing me to not treat my body as my temple because for me and my health, I know they're not necessarily good for me. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's more of just a, a health thing, but how I'm treating my body, um, as, you know, a living sacrifice as, as God did for us. And, um, the difference between like a new year's resolution or things that you want to do at the beginning of the year versus during the lentil season, I, over the past few years have been able to see, you know, such a significant difference between those two things. Yeah. That's a great point to like compare it to that too. Like that's, that's what we could turn it into. Right. And again, someone's new year's resolution could absolutely be someone's deeply spiritual Lenten practice. Like it's, it's more like where it comes from. Right. And again, like you said, not to disembody the practice either, like the way we treat our bodies and and things connected to our body can very much be a part of a Lenten practice, but it's just that mindset of the posture that we're taking, that this is for this purpose as opposed to that purpose. Um, So that kind of like leads us neatly into if you are connected to VFJN at all, you know, that, um, for the past few weeks, we've been sharing uh, that there's a devotional that we're really excited about doing that just came out in November for the season of Lent. And we've been offering it, offering it to share it with people. That's that's how excited we are about it. So um, that's something that I'm incorporating this Lent season. But 
when we offered that to people, we asked people to fill out like a survey with a few questions about Lent to give us a broader understanding of how our community experiences Lent and anticipates experiencing Lent. And so Ivy and I thought maybe we would answer those questions too, although we've kind of started to answer them anyways, but we could see what we what we haven't um, picked up on. So the three questions were, I participate in Lent by, Lent is important to me because, and Lent helps me as a Christian too. Um, so do you want to start, Ivy, or do you want me to? Yeah, I can start. And so for the first question, uh, you know, Lent is a, I participate in Lent by, um, you know, prayer, fasting. And uh, I think something that I'm becoming more aware of is the, you know, charity and giving component of of Lent. But I would say for me, primarily has been a time of fasting and prayer. Um, And I think that's what I'm looking forward to a lot about this um, adjust passion, the six-week journey that we'll be taking over the Lenten season is, you know, the different concepts and the way that it ties to justice so that I can, um, you know, see certain ways in which I can give even more intentionally during this time. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think for me, I participate in Lent, but I think I've shared sort of piecemeal, right? It's been kind of sporadic and kind of individual, which is something I've been working to working to get away from over the past few years. Um, one thing I've done is like probably for the past maybe 10 years, my my children are are 13 and 17. That will become important in a second. So maybe 10 years ago, my oldest was seven or possibly, we found this devotional called the 40 names of Jesus that was meant to be done over Lent. And so we would do that. And again, I'm not going to say that we did it every day either. I'm way more erring on the side of grace than legalism in that. But we did find it to be a good experience because we also had an Advent devotional as a family and just, we've just found it hard and it maybe hasn't been enough of our priority to like really have family devotional time. And so it was nice to have those two seasons that like, we're like, no, this is something we're doing. And we have this book that helps guide us. So anyway, that. And it was geared towards kids, the 40 names of Jesus, not like little kids, but um, maybe like preteens. So that has been a good thing that we have done um, that helped kind of frame the season. <laughs> um, yes, I'm not done with the cough yet. Um, but as Ivy said, I'm also looking forward to doing this Lenten devotional in the BFJN community this season, because again, trying to walk in that communal aspect is really important to me. So I'm looking forward to doing that and to having this time where it's like, okay, I'm taking these 40 days and it's not as if on day zero and day 41, I'm not going to be focused on Jesus. And I'm like, I'm done. But to have that like concentrated, like, okay, this is a 40 day time where I am anticipating the resurrection and what, what can that look like and how can I move with intentionality through that time? So yeah, I'm just, I'm eager to do that this Lent and to really be intentional about it. I think intentionality is probably my watchword, if you can't tell. For yeah, the no, but I, I love that you say that because that speaks to me a lot as well, because there's, you know, various different devotionals or journals that I'll do. You know, I have a practice of journaling and doing meditation every morning, but you know, one of the things that my pastor always mentions is, you know, how Jesus got up to pray, you know, when it was still dark outside. And so there's definitely been times where I've done like, you know, a hundred day devotionals and it will take me more than a hundred days. Um, and that intentionality about this. And so, um, 
it's something that I've definitely been like, okay, what is the same time frame during each day, you know, that I can do this, not just every day, but a specific time frame so that it is something um, that's not interrupted, that doesn't shift. And I can, you know, really have that sacred time with God. So I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. Well, to that end, I wanted to wrap us up unless do you, do you feel good? Do you feel like we've said what we need to say about Lent for the most part? Um, and again, we are learners around Lent. Hopefully that has been clear. We would love to be, um, in conversation with people in our community that kind of have experience and knowledge around Lent, but I wanted to, I'm just going to reach across my screen, um, to share something from the devotional that we're going to be starting. Oh, well today for when we launch it, but it's really not today. Um, but anyway, because again, Ivy mentioned sort of this is, it's a Lenten devotional, but it's specifically focused on um, justice and the ways in which that um, is part of our faith. So thinking about what Lent is in the opening here, I'll just read two short paragraphs. It says, Lent is an ideal time to explore what it means to love the justice of the Lord and to consider whether, whether there is any injustice in the way we live. For those who are in a place of privilege, Lent is a season for examining and confessing our complicity in injustice. For those that have experienced injustice in their own lives, Lent can be part of a healing process as we follow Christ's journey through suffering and passion into resurrection. It is a season for lamenting the brokenness we have experienced in our lives and the world. Hmm. So we're looking forward to walking through that with our community and hopefully, um, those of you who have the devotional will hear from you and it is commercially available. So feel free to grab it and let us know how it's um, catalyzing your own faith and drawing you deeper. We would love to be able to just share those experiences as a community and spur one another on. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we will be sharing different things throughout social media. If you aren't able to purchase the book um, or get one from our free survey, uh, we will be sharing different components. So we hope that you will Clean on something from that as well. So until next time, we'll see you again. Episode two in the books.